In Dumeria, a land with no adventure and no heroes, will our dummies find their way? Welcome to Adventuring for Dummies. Hello everyone, and welcome to Adventuring for Dummies, a new D&D 5e actual play podcast. I will be your dungeon master for this story. My name is Gary. Um, I am joined by four wonderful friends of mine who will be playing the protagonists of this game. And luckily, only three out of four of them happen to be called Dave. So going, uh, I'll just introduce them all and you can just say hello. We won't get into our characters just yet. We'll save that juicy bit for later. Um, so I am joined by Billy. Stuart, the only okay. non-Dave. Uh, That's true. First, one of the few. One of the few. Um, the first Dave is Dave McEnroe. Woo! Hey, that's me. And the next Dave is Dave McTighe. Hi, it's two Max. It's super confusing. I know, we can't even, yeah, we can't <laughs> even do it. Oh yeah, Dave Mac. no. Yeah, we no, can't do Dave Max. And then our final player and Dave is Dave Sheeran. Hi there. Uh, yeah, and I'm I'm not afraid of being called Dav at any point if 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 you need to differentiate again. Yeah. <laughs> no, Dave Prime, Dave, you know, Dave Two, Dave Q. Oh, it's gonna be character names almost instantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, it has to be. Yeah. It has to be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, pretty much. Um. So yes. So this we is all pick our different letters. Good job. So well. <laughs> yeah, that is that is one thing that I was like, hmm. <laughs> I have messed up letters before of characters who, nor names before of characters of the same letter. So everyone's having a different letter this time. Uh, anyway. Yeah, Smokey, Spurious, Sammy. Yeah. The whole lot. Um, so yeah, this is kind of be our little session zero where we talk a little bit about the setting um, for Adventuring for Dummies and the characters these lovely people will be playing. Before that, we'll, I'll just go through a little bit about our setting. So, Adventure for Dummies is going to be set in a land called Dumeria, and it has three large kingdoms, one for elves, dwarves, and humans. Other races live between and around these three nations. However, since the silence 874 years ago, things have been changing. This great plague ravaged the land from high peak to low sea. No one knows what caused it, and the only way to, they knew to destroy it was with fire. Most of history and uh, a lot of the population was lost due to this plague. But things are looking up. Since then, the lines of nations have blurred and new cities have formed. And people have mingled. In an effort to become prepared for a possible Silence 2.0, or a second lockdown, we might call it. Um, <laughs> knowledge was shared for mutual security. Um, safety has become a paramount in, and many rules and regulations were created to keep the people safe of Dumeria. Over the years, this has led to a huge bureaucracy. There is a form for everything. You need a pack of wolves scared away from your farm? That's a form. You need a guard escort from one town to the next? That's another form. And the list goes on. Because of these strict regulations and everything done by the book, there is no known adventurers in the land of Dumeria. As all matters are handled by the councils 
after you file the proper paperwork. Our story will begin with our four protagonists finding each other and then finding themselves and finding <gasps> out what they're doing in the world. So that's a little bit about Dumeria and a little bit about the history and what brings us up to today, where we will be starting. So now we get into the character. So we have chosen our different characters. Um, who wants to go first? I'll make you roll a dice. <laughs> this is I don't have any in here. <laughs> you pick one. You pick one. Um, Nick Billy oh. go first. He's in the minority. Is that who you were trying to point down to? It's just that we're on webcam. Oh, he's like no. pointing directly down. <laughs> uh, uh, sure. <laughs> yeah, Billy, if you, you want to go ahead. To. No, it's fine. Uh, so I will be playing the part of uh, Stefan Shepard, uh, a new family to the Everglades. Uh, very well-to-do family, and Stefan was brought up the right way. So, um, but they're very much new to the city lifestyle and figuring that all out. Stefan is a clerk working in the Department of Intervention for Magical, Wild, and Intelligent Threats. Um, Again, recently transferred over from Bright Harbor. Stefan keeps to himself mostly. He was uh, raised to uh, uh, he was raised to honor the family name, be well educated in the law to the point that he would have been read books on law as opposed to any fairy tales or that nonsense growing up. So he's <laughs> very... none of that. <laughs> Hansel and Gretel, yeah. who? Uh, as you may have guessed Stefan's a barbarian though so he does have a uh, inner anger to him that might come out as he deals with the bureaucratic uh, nonsense of this world it's a natural conclusion from from clerk to barbarian yeah Uh, do you want a physical description as well or what type of barbarian is he again we don't know they're all level one no one knows that. Oh, okay, that's a secret. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, Stefan would be quite a tall lad at six foot one. He's got perfectly parted hair with one cowlick out of place, quite prominent on his head. Uh, jet black hair, uh, dark green eyes, and he's always quite properly well dressed with a uh, great red jacket for a bit of um, dalliance on him which he only wears outside. So, yeah, that's Stefan. And I also yeah. just like saying the name Stefan, so. <laughs> Gonna <laughs> hear it a lot. your name. Um, so, yes, uh, Stefan is moving from Bright Harbor, which is the uh, kingdom of the humans, to uh, Everglade, which is the kingdom of elves. So his dad got a little promotion, and they moved that's where they are now. So they've been brought up by two of the large nations. Anything cool. else about anyone? Any questions about Stefan? Let me see. I'm just I'm <laughs> I'm doesn't, just intrigued to see. Doesn't he also doesn't he also have uh, a, a little friend? Of course, yes. Um, without oh going too God. much into the family history, unless you want me to. Um, I think he's just talking about your little friend. Yeah, uh, he has a little. Hello to my little friend. <laughs> uh, pet goat Ramsey, 
who is with him everywhere that is, of course, permitted by uh, city laws. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's very close to Ramsey and is probably his best friend. So. Oh my god, wait, what, what is Ramsey? I missed it. Oh, he's a goat. Oh, <laughs> a goat? Love it. He is the goat. Oh. He is the goat, yeah. Ramsey Great Shepherd. Time. Perfect. <laughs> well, that works out perfectly, actually. So yes, that is our Stefan, a human clerk barbarian. Uh, the multi-class we all needed. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure we'll all love <laughs> Yeah, everyone's excited for the clerk class. <laughs> <laughs> The clerk class. <laughs> You've heard it here first, folks. Uh, clerk class in Dungeons and Dragons. So who wants to go next with their character? Don't make me have to pick. If you say Dave, we'll not know. That. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that was a missed joke. Okay, next to describe their character, we have Dave. Long. You have to narrow it down. Maybe Dave Mack. Oh, yeah, Dave and I'll narrow it down. Slightly. Okay. Get rid of one. Yeah. And Dave yeah. Mack with the glasses instead of without the glasses. Not that anyone can see who's wearing glasses, but anyway. <laughs> we know uh, who they are. <laughs> we know. Um, we'll go with Dave McEnroe. Cool. Uh, okay, so my character is a, a half mountain dwarf called Gwen. Uh, so they, she is a yeah, half mountain dwarf wizard. Um, and yeah, her full name is Gwen Cobbleston, and she's from the Stonebreaker clan and townland um, in the Dwarvlands uh, or Dwarvenlands. Um, she is a like very kind of studious, well-read person, um, kind of like a bit of a, a like a child prodigy. Um, she's not really from like a very affluent family or anything like that. Um, like very very normal, very working class, um, but has like yeah always like been interested in reading and um uh and books and the 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 kind of the greater world so that's kind of like her big draw to the books and then yeah just she kind of had this natural affinity towards magic and like tomes and books and like learning magic and kind of doing um different things with it um so that's kind of her yeah where her class and that kind of thing came from um she is uh yeah an only child and she um yeah has her mom and her dad and uh loves them and everything um and like pretty like you know no no tragic backstory no one's <laughs> no one's an orphan or anything like that no one's um, dead. no one's dead um and but Gwen did get um yeah kind of like a scholarship or um because of kind of her her prodigious nature and her um affinity for books and things like that and magic so she yeah she's kind of moved out of um out of uh, Stonebreaker and is gone towards one of the big other cities in the realm right yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, you that's kind of the what. Name of it, or are you just like looking at me or whatever? No, no, I'm just, I was like, <laughs> what do I say? Uh, well, how much more are we going to give away? No, but uh, yeah, so it's kind of like a university kind of town. And that's where where she's been for the last little while. And um, it's been going okay for her. She's kind of, you know, it's not perfect. It's not great. But um, that's, where, that's where she is. And yeah, I think that's. Um, yeah, kind of pretty much everything without kind of going too much into her into her like um yeah she's very interested in, in, in magic obviously and, and things like that but also interested in discovering part of the world uh you know pre-silence and stuff like that so like really into the idea of like jumping into some like i don't know abandoned um abandoned temples or towns or anything like that and there's a lot of that um around dumeria 
you know, mm-hmm. still post silence because like it's very much just like a biohazard kind of a thing of like don't go there, you will die. Um, so it's like there's lots of things to discover and stuff, and yeah, like really into like the BS relic. Yeah, BS relics in this AS time. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's that, that's when I I feel like. Am I forgetting things? I don't know. I feel like no. So yeah, you're in college, you're in university in Laurel Bank. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I can say Laurel Bank. Yeah. So she's in college in Laurel Bank. Right. Um, but they are very regimented in their teaching and usually just teach you the things that you need to get a job to help the help the society and go work at a place and do the right thing and. You yeah, it's very much just like kind of this is how magic is done, and you learn it this way, and this is how the spell is cast. And she's very like not of that opinion, and is very mu- much like you know magic is uh, you know a whole discipline that can develop and grow, and should do that, and things should change, and it should be versatile. Um, and also, yeah, she doesn't kind of want to become like some kind of court wizard, like which is a lot of the thing, a lot of the things that other people are trained for in on Laura Bank, especially. Um, so yeah, kind of diverting away from that, not, not really feeling that whole gig. <laughs> um, and yeah, maybe that's why. Yeah, and yeah, and maybe that's why she, uh, you know, might happen to meet up with some people and not be in school the whole time. Yeah, <laughs> maybe. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? I hope someone does it because I don't. Um, <laughs> anyone, any questions for Gwendolyn? Which you will, will now be known as because there's too many days. Yeah, I'm okay with being called Gwen, it's fine. Do you see Gwendolyn as much of a fighter going in, or do you think she'll be oh, yeah. investigating everything? Um, yeah, she, from what I, like, the feeling I get from her is very, like, mouthy, very upfront to the point, like, is very happy to, like, fight with someone deserves a bit of a, you know, bit of a, bit of a, <laughs> a bit of a talking to in, in the punchy sense, um, but, you know, with magic. Um, yeah, because like force she punches. yeah, force punches. Um, yeah, because like the other thing is like she's from a very normal family, and then Laura Bank is a very like kind of affluent kind of fancy place, and she's like not really into that. Yeah, she just you know they kind of just rub her up the wrong way a little bit. Um, is 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 kind of the 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 vibe I have in my head. The Stonebreaker clan are one of seven dwarven clans in Dumeria, um, <laughs> a mixture of. Uh, uh, mountain dwarves, hill dwarves, and grey dwarves um, throughout all the clans. And Stonebreaker is probably one of the poorest, as nobody really uses stone anymore. Um, <laughs> it's just not as <laughs> money, much money as uh, some of the others. No. Oh, I didn't describe what she looks like. Um, so she oh, yeah. is a half half dwarf. So that means she's not necessarily, um, you know, as small as normal dwarves, because um, her mam is a human. So she's like normal kind of um, height. So like five, I think like five six or five seven. I think we said she kind of was. Um, and she's um, kind of um, got uh, like light brown skin. Kind of uh, yeah. In my head, her, the head canon for her is she's like a mixture between Katara and Korra from Legend of uh, Legend of Korra and The Last Airbender. Uh, so like those kind of vibes. Oh yeah, she also wears glasses, but she doesn't actually need the glasses. They're just like empty frames. They're just to make her, you know, make her seem <laughs> a little bit more not not seem more intelligent, but like get people to think that she's like you know what I mean, sure, bookish and stuff. Because other aspects of her wouldn't lend themselves to that. So she was like. 
I'll put these on. People might take me a little bit more seriously uh, in terms of uh, academics if I have these on. So she has that. And then, yeah, kind of, um, yeah, blue and silver and gray kind of clothes, which is the kind of um, colors for the Stonebreakers. Um, yeah, a little bit of fur kind of lining on the hoods and stuff because uh, it's kind of cold up in the, the mountainy part of the, um, the, where the Stonebreakers are. So, yeah, kind of, you know, autumn, wintery vibe clothes. But uh, <laughs> and still, the, you know, still wearable, still breathable. <laughs> the fall winter Demario collection. Yes. Yeah. And, uh, just, just kind of like uh, more of a question, or uh, to kind of lead into it. Uh, the the the, the Demaria half dwarves are very distinct from the the dark sun moles or half dwarves. So very, right? So not not the same kind of lore or circumstances as those half dwarves um i don't know the ones you're talking about <laughs> oh, yeah, no, it's, <laughs> yeah it's, uh, it's uh, one of the old uh, like D D settings oh but, right oh yeah cool. um, it's the no post-apocalyptic D D thing oh I very cool um, very uh, cool well but also, no yeah, not necessarily those <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah so there is plenty of half races or as we're calling them demi-born in dumeria where after the silence um races much more frequently intermingled um and lots more babies of different race mixtures were created so any 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 person who is made up of two different racial heritages from a dnd point of view is called a demi-born and then they could be mixed of half and thing half the other thing or two quarters one and two quarters yeah. another. Like Gwen just happens to be half human, half um half dwarf, but like there's like loads of other mixes around, like half dwarf, half elf, half half orc, half glath. Beast. Half, um, half halfling. I've always wanted to do play a half half just to say half glath. <laughs> Perfect. Won't get old ever. No. <laughs> um. So yeah, that, that's that's uh, that's Gwen. Cool, cool. Wizarding gals, good. So we've had one smack and one spells. Uh, spell we... smack, though. Spell smack. Okay. What? <laughs> uh, while Stefan might smack you with a subpoena. Uh... <laughs> You've been served. <laughs> Gwen might smack you with a forced fist. Um, say force fist or times. some knowledge, you know, some knowledge, some thread of knowledge. So yeah. now, two remaining of the Daves. Um, anyone go who wants to go next? Who wants to go last? Yeah, I'll go. Sure, Dave yeah. McTeague. Okay, so I'm playing um, Darby Galandry Flashgear, and Darby is a sure. wood elf, he grew up in Everglade, and um, his father is the elven ambassador from Everglade to Gizmobrook, which is the gnomish capital. One day, Darby was given a gift from his father, which was a music box. Uh, and it was a gnomish music box. So he was really engrossed with this new toy and he totally loved it. And um, it kind of sparked his passion for cogs and gears and technology. And when it broke, he took it apart and learned all its workings and he actually managed to fix it. So. His father's work got him, uh, needed him to go to Gizmobrook. And when they relocated, Derby actually met the very gnome who made said music box. 
and they struck up a friendship. And um, from him, Derby kind of done a bit of an internship and like was really excited about learning all this technology. He was just so in love with it and engrossed with it. He learned really quick and he was he's kind of naturally talented and he grasped it, grasped it really quick and he eventually became um, business partners and with this gnome oh who i didn't mention his name was gimbal um and one day gimbal was actually captured (laughs) when he was on a business venture by goblins and derby who was massively talented when he was younger he done all the martial training that the elves used to do in everglade and he completely excelled at it um he actually had to mount his own rescue mission because he was stifled by all the bureaucracy. He tried to get help from the town guards and he tried to, there was just so much forms and it would take several pots of ink for him to even fill them out. So (laughs) he he mounted the venture himself to save his friend. Um, After this, he was completely disillusioned with the system and decided maybe there was something you could do to help those who couldn't help themselves. So Jarby decided to craft a personal defensive device, which essentially was a gun. And Jarby has his very first gun. He has concepts for other ones. His very first gun is a matchlock. And if anyone knows what a matchlock is, they totally suck. It's like um, lighting a firework and kind of saying, there's a big fuse on it, like kind of saying, wait there, hang on a minute, yeah, don't move, right, yeah, and then it'll ignite, and boom. Not perfect, but a good start. Um, He'll get there. He'll get there, yeah. Um, Lots of advancements in technology, and eventually we'd have something working pretty well. But Darby is actually thinking of field testing this. There's only so much cans he can shoot. Some live targets might be a bit better. Um, so, yeah, just Jarby himself, because he was so talented with his martial prowess and everything, he is quite cocky. It does get to his head a bit. Um, see, I rolled a 18 on my um, decks, and the Wood Elf's um, ability score is increased by two. So Jarby is actually maxed to start with on decks. So that's what I drew up. This is why I'm allowing um, him to say that he's this prodigy and the best martial thing. (laughs) I was like, if he says talent one more time. He's he's pretty good. (laughs) Um, So what does Jarby look like? Um, Jarby is um, kind of attired in all sorts of steampunky sort of gear. He's got a big trench coat, top hat with the brass goggles, lots of brass buttons and buckles, quite dapper. Leather gloves that have the fingers for shooting the firearms free. Um, a gun belt. Best gloves. Tinkers, tinkers, tools and stuff like that. Yeah. Guns. Um, quite dashing. Um, quite suave. Um, Put it out there. He might kind of annoy people just by his demeanor, but essentially he's a good guy deep down. <laughs> he might grate on some people. Oh, I, yeah, he's, he's might, a little he old might. money, isn't he? Um, he's actually quite young for a. a no, he's, I mean, he's, a little, he's a little old well, his money. Family. Oh yes, well his family is kind of noble because of his um his ambassador role that his father has. Those heirs about him. 
So now we have um uh and we have Stefan and Darby who are both children of political figures and moved in different directions. That's interesting. I feel like uh, so, Gwen May vibe yeah, I'm nearly like, more than the other. I'm nearly like half gnome and half elf just by my upbringing, but I am full elf. <laughs> On my character sheet, it says elf. <laughs> but in my no, but heart, yeah, that makes sense. No, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Inside, pizza ticking, clicking, <laughs> clicking. <heart. laughs> but no, it's it's cool. I think yeah. we all, not purposefully, but like kind of wanted to have characters that were you know were interested in other places or were going other places instead of just being um in the one place the whole time. So like, you guys being kind of like half human and half elven influenced, and then half elf and half gnome. And then I'm literally half one and half the other. <laughs> and Gizmo Brook is the yeah the where Darby is living currently and discovered or further discovered his love for um, mechanics. Um, is the rock gnomish capital and is very much like steampunky um, gidgets and wajmagoos and wajmajigs and things everywhere. So yeah, Darby's looking to. Make them guns. Do you have a nickname for so your first gun? Darby starting. Oops. Mm-hmm. No, that's all right. Sorry, pull two at once. <laughs> Do you have a nickname for your first gun? Um, or is it like prototype know, number one? It's, still, it's yeah. not going to hang around too long. It's essentially <laughs> trash. Okay, it really is. Um, by level three, I should hopefully have something functional. <laughs> <laughs> something a little better. Okay, so that one will get a name. Okay. We'll have a yeah, so, a joke nickname for this movie. Uh good old no name. Yeah. Good old no name, yeah. <laughs> or uh I guess <laughs> you can really come up with it because it's probably gonna suck. Yeah. For for any Gundam fans listening, maybe throw a Barton. Sure. Uh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> We're all nodding on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> We're all fans on this podcast. I, I, I guarantee it. Now that's yeah, yeah, we need the Gundam <laughs> crossover. Um. Uh. Yeah. Let's bring those two worlds together. Oh no. Uh, <laughs> uh, excellent. Anything else with Darby? Any other questions? We were going to say something there, Billy. Were you? Oh, I, I was going to ask, are you starting out with a gun? But then you basically answered that. Oh right. <laughs> <with the other laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah to be honest, there there could be some fights very early on. I'll try the gun, and I'll immediately switch to my crossbow. <laughs> the technology's not that advanced yet. <laughs> Working at the kinks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. You, and you're you are a gunslinger as well. I don't know if you mentioned that, did you? That's right. Well, he will be. Yes. Well, yeah. But yes, it's very. <laughs> oh, sorry. Fighter. The theme. The theme is pushing that direction. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, people uh... can put two and two together. <laughs> Yeah, maybe. Um, excellent. Uh, do do do. Uh, lastly, we have one more Dave left, and it is Dave Sheeran with his character. And uh, last and least, at least in terms of size, is uh, is Great Ivor, guy. Ivor Ironclad, the Grey Dwarf. He is coming from the affluent Ironclad family, who are currently like the head, cl- the leader clan. 
within mm. kind of dwarven society right now. Uh, but he doesn't really like to talk much about them, at least uh, to those who kind of ask, you know, question and all that. Uh, he is currently a student of Laurel Bank, and you know, to to the casual observer, he, he kind of seems to have been someone who struggled to find his calling, at least. Uh, because in the first year of his kind of uh, education there, he really seemed focused on statecraft, only to kind of like at the last minute kind of shift his entire like focus onto history. But uh, this kind of really didn't seem to hold his attention either, because he, he grew very frustrated within like the very limited scope of what he could study and learn uh, from Laurel Banks kind of like libraries. And it, it, he mostly kind of, found it all history of just kind of the current like era history written by uh, of from by a modern perspective of like the very recent past because you know obviously everything pre-silence is long gone and kind of a lot like when he's kind of taken an interest in pre-silence history though not quite for the the sake of history itself he's got other kind of uh motivations behind his interest so he's turned Curious. kind of a, yeah, he's he's, mm, he's interesting. Interesting. <laughs> and he's kind of just kind of uh, taken to uh, a I suppose a, a kind of a strangely modern kind of school of thought of archaeology and uh, the kind of process of unearthing the long forgotten history of the world by actually oh, yeah. going to sites and like trying to find old relics and the such. But uh like this is only kind of a, a recent a very recent kind of a decision as a up until now, he's attempted to get mercenaries to do this, and if you speak to Ivor about this, he he does not have anything he does not have anything nice to say about mercenaries now. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, no, just a some failed excursions. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's 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 sunk a lot of a lot of the the money he was given just to kind of like make do in the university into these little uh, little excursions and. So far, he he has exactly one relic, and all of them are fake. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. You got um, duped, did you? Oh, got duped. Mm -hmm. Um, yeah. The thought that just popped into my head. Uh, I know we talked about Ivar, the two of us, but yeah, like archaeology would obviously be something that is a new form of study because mm -hmm. nobody goes into before silent stuff because they're full of plague. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Very fun. But uh, um, yeah. 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 So what does uh, what does Ivor look like? What's his gig? Well, uh, so I guess the the like given that he's a gray dwarf and he he really has trouble in bright sunlight. He actually has taken to wearing these kind of uh, spectacles that have that at a, that when you look at them, they're, they're literally like like very opaque like green glasses that almost blind him effectively to kind of like so he he often wears those when he's in like you know going out for going out for the the brightest of days you know uh but like as a gray dwarf he's kind of very stout he's a fighter so he he's kind of a bit more burly than an academic might otherwise uh, you might think of a, as an academic mhm mm but um like until very recently he looked like a his kind of hair wise he looked like a very average kind of um dwarven noble but on kind of like like in the last week 
when he's decided he'd go oh, out there very and recent of, very recent he'd go out there and like explore and and do the whole like trying to get these relics himself he's uh he's had his hair kind of styled in a way that your average dwarf would think is absurd and and you know downright like heretical in some kind of like schools so that maybe the most strict moradin worshippers uh, he's got a he's got a pencil mustache all of that beard is gone he's got a, a his hair is now in a mohawk like your average you know like you will have people feigning faintness seeing him <laughs> Are you some sort of monster exactly <laughs> i love it i love it i love it so yes um Ivar's so you're the... finding yourself yeah you know, finding himself, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah. raging against the classical system of what a dwarf should look like. He's he's got a very good reason for this, but uh, like you'll have to find out later on. Mm-hmm. More um, mystery and intrigue. Intrigue part two. I didn't know that was the genre we were going for. <laughs> um, yes, uh, Ivar is from the Ironclad Clan, um, who are the yes the current rulers of all dwarves. Are the Ironclad clan. So it's uh, coming from the opposite end of the spectrum to Gwen. So will there be some friction there? Mayhaps. Hmm? We'll see. Yeah, anything? Any other questions for Ivar or anyone in general now that you've heard everybody describe themselves? How do you think uh, you react to everybody else? Um, well, Go on. I think Gwen is uh, going to be a bit, I don't know, off put by all these fancy boys. All around her, um, I feel like she might uh, be drawn a little bit more to Stefan because he doesn't seem to be as into it as the rest uh, as the rest of them. But you know, we'll, we'll see. We'll see how it goes. She uh, she'll take them all with a pinch of salt at the start. Lots of lots of fancy boy energy. Yeah, I, I would say Gwen does seem to be a bit more rash or at least um, forward moving than Stefan. Though some of them might clash over that, whereas Stefan's oh. very much. Uh, Oh, we should do this by the book, kind of thing. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that'll uh, they, they'll, there'll be some uh, dealings with that as well. <laughs> Let's just say Gwen likes to get shit done. Darby's um, <laughs> self assurance will probably grate on Gwen a, Gwen a little bit, but I think Darby's um, sort of kick the door in mentality and impatience will probably counterbalance it a bit. Okay, yeah, she can get on board with that. <laughs> I'm really looking forward, though, because presumably we are going to explore certain sites and that eventually. So seeing how Ivor actually deals with coming across a real relic and all of this. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. he's, he's uh, like ecstatic. He becomes ecstatic at the idea, for sure. I also love the idea of like if it's a, like a, a magical thing or like something that's like, you know what I mean? Got something else going on with it that um, you know Gwen might also want <laughs> want in on that. So <laughs> some uh, we'll have some uh, differings of, of opinions on that. Yeah, differings of opinion. Yeah, who will water got first? You, you might have said this during, but is Ivar wanting everything to be in a museum, basically, or is it very much for himself that he's looking for these items and information? Ooh, I, I great feel question. Like... I feel like the the notion of a museum is something still kind of like he he hasn't really like I, all right to be honest I I feel like Ivor is like I, I I want these relics and I want to use them and 
maybe the idea of a museum will come down in a couple of like decades when he's older and wiser. Who knows? Venting <laughs> lots of things. Guns, museums. Mm-hmm. It's all coming. Love it, love it, love it. Um yeah, I guess like, I suppose like we don't want to go too far into why yeah, why we're doing what we're doing. But uh yeah, I think we all have a similar interest in like like I suppose for Darby it's like a tech kind of aspect of why he might want to go and explore BS. Uh and then for Ivar it's uh like you know, for artifacts and things of like, you know, significance and power that way. Uh, you know, Gwen is kind of into it for magical kind of reasons and things like that. Um uh, what? Yeah, is, does does Stefan have a have a similar draw or? That's a good question. I didn't go over the motivation. I'd say um... <laughs> no. So... <laughs> um, so doesn't have to have a motivation. No, it doesn't. Either. I'm just like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. is he just like out to explore My the world, which is totally cool, fine okay. too? <laughs> I uh, love him. <laughs> I'd say with Stefan, he's very much just been doing what he's been told. And having to move to is it Everglade? Uh, he's yeah. um, may not have been his own decision, and that was kind of the instigator from getting annoyed at the system and getting to the point where it's like this doesn't work, and maybe just trying to take it into his own hands and leading to exploring into how could it work better. So I'd say yeah, it'll be a search for new ways of doing things and looking into it that way so he's Break a rebel and, and he, make your yeah. own yeah. <laughs> yeah i don't need these papers no more <laughs> well no we'll, we'll still need the papers but uh, oh, okay. maybe there's just a better way to do it. <laughs> we'll need the papers i'm doing air quotes for anyone who can't see which is all of you <laughs> <laughs> poor stefan just been like can someone countersign this <laughs> Can someone please witness this statement? Thanks. Well, I need the stamp. It doesn't have the stamp. Oh, I need the official seal. Ivor agrees to witness the statement, but is blinded. <laughs> yeah, totally... Sign here, sign here, sign here. Ivor's just like, yep, yep, yep. yep. Signs uh, Stefan's face for good measure. <laughs> Which is kind of impressive considering it's probably with a quill. Yep. Oh yeah, the height difference. <laughs> yeah. And a quill and ink. It's pretty sharp to be signing a parchment yeah. with. <laughs> Just... Oh, I didn't know I gave you red ink. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, red ink. <laughs> I have. So... Uh... Oh, go on. I know. I was just gonna say. So, where are we? Kind of where are we all starting out from? Good question. So yes, um, we are. We will be starting as two of our um, two of our people are currently in Laurel Bank. We will be starting in Laurel Bank. Okay. Um, so you can we'll work out how uh, Stefan ends up in Laurel Bank. Maybe he's on holiday. It's actually a beautiful little little town with rivers going through it and it's cobblestones and cheap beer so maybe he's going all day um <laughs> and darby as well has his own nefarious reasons no they're not nefarious has his own reasons <laughs> to be in laurel bank on this fated day of meeting yeah i think i'm going to be selling watches yeah 
Yeah. Want to buy a sundial? Watch salesman. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with your trench coat. Why not? Yeah. Just make a bit of gold. Inventing. Billowing it beside you. Yeah. I made these all myself. <laughs> so yes, we'll be still not to give too much away because um, they don't quite know where what the beginning of the story is. Um, but we'll be starting off in Laurel Bank. In a small little inn, as many D&D adventures do start. And at oh, a that's spoilers! An inn? I know. Crazy! <laughs> yeah, and at a crossroads, because it's symbolic and there's four people. <laughs> We're all about symbolism. Yeah. It all has meaning. Yeah. All of it. Everything is meaningful. Um, hashtag everything is meaningful. Uh, uh, yeah, is there anything else? Any other? I have very one one very important question for Gwen. Yes. Oh. In uh, when when it when the time comes and you'll be able to take fifth level spells after all of this talk of force punches, will you be taking Bigby's hand? I don't. I don't know. That's a good question. I know that's like on the table. We but... kind of willed it into the universe now. I don't know, but Gwen's got a lot of other, let's just say, the path that Gwen has chosen for herself, possibly in the future, spoilers, um, is a, a very versatile path, so I may not need um, a force punch, so to speak. I may have other force means. Might come in other shapes. Yeah, I might have uh, other other means <laughs> at my disposal. Let's just say that. <laughs> I was sitting very quietly there, being like, "What's Big B? Big B's hand?" Okay, it's just a massive yeah. hand. It's yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Maybe a massive hand. You can punch things with it or lift things. Actually, pretty cool. Yeah, it's good. It's good. So yes, we have we have a wizard, and then three beefy boys. Well, two beefy boys and one semi beefy boy, but shoots from far away. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, very, very martial crew. No, no healers uh, for anyone who's worried about that. Yeah, there's none of those. What's that? Yeah. What's a healer? What are they for? Yeah, they, <laughs> they definitely don't know what adventuring is because they didn't bring a healer. Just why I, normally, that is my whole, uh, my whole gig, but uh, not this time. But yeah, I don't. I might come up with some invention for healing. <laughs> oh yes, inventing the healing cool. down the road. Yeah invent healing yeah medicine yeah. has become a, like real life medicine has become a thing so i know we can hire yes laurel bank out. is also known for for medicine it's like medicine and like college and stuff that's like it's big things it's like mm. a big hospital kind of town too yeah have to prevent silence <laughs> 2.0 yeah exactly the second lockdown but yeah nothing else we might wrap up there Mm-hmm. Or are we session zero? And we will talk to you all at the beginning of our adventure. Woo! Follow us on our social medias. Oh, yes. Uh, you should be them. able to find us at Adventuring for Dummies uh, on all of the things, pretty much. So on Twitter, on Facebook, and on Instagram. Where we'll be doing some social media stuff that people can Yeah. Um, okay, well then it's goodbye from me. Um, <laughs> say goodbye, boys. Bye. Bye. Boys. Bye. <laughs> oh, goodbye, boys. Bye, boys. <laughs> goodbye.
Ha, ha, ha.